There are three non-negotiables every business owner needs to get ahead, traffic, leads, and sales. But with so much noise in the online marketing industry, it's hard to know what works and what doesn't. That's what Unfiltered is all about, giving real entrepreneurs the real truth about making a huge impact with their businesses, fluff free. I'm your host, Lena Elkins, and I hope you love the episode. Hello, my friends. It's your girl, Lena Elkins here, and welcome back to another wonderful episode of Unfiltered. Today, we have a super special guest, Azrael Ratz, who is the founder and CEO of Rats Pack Media, which is an agency that specializes in advertising high-ticket products for B2B, SaaS, online publishing, and app-based companies, plus a bunch more. His expertise in Facebook ads is proven, you guys. You might already know about him, but he has an amazing track record and on average generates about a 500% return on ad investment. And I'm so excited because he's here today to share his Facebook ads genius and hacks for unstoppable success, even if you're new in Facebook ads, even if you have no idea what you're doing, um, I really recommend that if you guys want to crush it in Facebook ads, no matter what level you're at right now, please take notes during this episode and definitely follow up with Azrael afterward uh, so that you can, you know, definitely be in touch and find out all the amazing stuff that he has to offer. So stay until the end. Azrael, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So first of all, tell me, how did you get started in Facebook ads? Sort of where did this begin and what were you doing leading up to this expertise? Yeah. So in 2011, I actually moved from New York to Israel uh, and a friend of mine had this idea for a nonprofit, uh, which was basically today it's, it's relatively well known here in Israel, but the idea was that a lot of Christians want to donate to Israel, but they don't know which nonprofits they should donate to. So his the entire purpose of the nonprofit was just to direct evangelical Christians on who they sh- which which nonprofits they should donate to in order to support Israel. So I started there in 2012, and I knew nothing about online marketing, literally nothing. My job was one hour a day copy pasting from a Google spreadsheet onto Facebook, an email newsletter, an iPhone app, and Twitter. That was my job. And over the next couple of months, he started asking me to do other things. So I happen to have a degree in math, which I do find very helpful uh, when analyzing ad campaigns. But what he basically said was, we're doing all this stuff. Why don't you start digging into the data and seeing what we're doing wrong and what we could do better? So we, the, the, our biggest thing at the time was email marketing. And I basically did what we call you know, optimization now, but back then it was just, how do we get more people to open the email? How do we get more people to click? How do we get more people to donate? How do we get more people to buy you know, the stuff we're selling? And that's what I was doing every day, was optimizing the email, tweaking when to post on Facebook. You know, you know, what, is, is it, should it be a photo or a video? Should it be just text? Should it be a link to our website? What, what, what should we be posting every day on Facebook? And when should we be posting it based on the data of what was working, what wasn't? And then uh, early on, we heard about the Google grant program. So for those who don't know, nonprofits are actually eligible to some amount of money. I think it starts at $2,000. You can get up to, up to ten dollars or $40,000 to use on Google for free as a nonprofit. So we started very early on doing that. And once we saw that that worked, my boss was a lot more open to the idea of spending money to generate leads for our business because we already saw it was working on Google. So 
he said, why don't we start doing some stuff on Facebook? And basically what we did was we took what was working on Facebook and applying that to, to, pay, to paid ads, which is still today my basic thesis, which is if you have something that's working organically, make help let that run as your ad. So we started doing that. And what happened was within a very short time, I think it was like within 10 months, we grew the email list by 150,000 subscribers just through Facebook ads for about 20 to 25 cents per email. Wow. And I and we were and we were making a dollar 25 for every person that signed up on average per year after we paid for them on Facebook, you know, in 2012-13, we were then, you know, generating this money every single year just by sending them emails every day. So I came to my boss and I said, I feel like this has a lot, a much larger opportunity than just, you know, growing an email list and that there's a lot of other businesses that would be interested in running Facebook ads. And he was totally not interested. So in 2015, I left that company and I started Pack Media. And the idea was that the, of any advertising platform, and I still believe this today, of any advertising platform, most businesses will get the best bang for their buck on Facebook versus any other platform, like versus the Google Display or YouTube, Pinterest, uh, Twitter. The best place for the average business is still today Facebook and Instagram. So since then, 2015, I've managed, I have no idea, $10 million plus dollars in ad spend for everything from e-commerce to business coaches to airlines and amusement parks and SaaS products and whatever that might be. Um, generating literally tens of millions, probably over $50 million in revenue. I haven't you know, done the exact calculation, but something like over $50 million in revenue and in the millions of leads and um, loving every second of it. Wow, that, that's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. I'm curious, why, why do you think that that is, right? Because I think a lot of people get torn where to invest their ad dollars. Is it on Google? Right. You know, YouTube is a very popular platform now. Why Facebook and Instagram? Okay, so when you look at the, I mean, most businesses today focus on the US, but the, the world, you know, the, the world of the internet right now has about four, four and a half mil billion users around the world which means that you know, four out of every seven people have access to the internet. And then when you take China out, which is about a billion people, um, we're left with about three billion people internationally that could have Facebook or Instagram. And out of those three billion people, 2.7 or something billion of them use Facebook at least once a month. So like when you look at the potential reach of, of any given platform, so, you know, Google's really the biggest. They have, I don't know, 5 billion, what is something like a huge number, like three and a half billion people using between Google and, and YouTube every day. Um, Facebook's the number two. And then any other platform, like even the biggest other competitors, like TikTok right now is a billion, um, billion users, but LinkedIn is still not at a billion. And, and Pinterest is still not at a billion. Snapchat, still not at a billion. It's like you look at the other options for online social advertising, and they're very limited in how many people they can reach. Because when, you're, when you can only reach a third of all the people on the internet, you're, you're cutting yourself off on the potential reach. On top of that, the average costs on Facebook are much cheaper than on other platforms. So, you know, I actually did this for 
you know, a speech I gave a while back that was something like the average cost per click on Google was over $1.15. And on LinkedIn, it was over $3. And on Facebook, the average click was 52 cents. So not only can you reach more people, but you also can reach them for a significantly lower price than any other platform. And it's, it's simply the way that Facebook allows ads to run on its platform, which is also very different than, you know, Google has an auction option, which is you actually pick the price, how much you're willing to spend on a product, like how much you're willing to spend on a click versus Facebook, which does an algorithm based uh, cost, which is essentially you're trying to target a group of people. How many other advertisers are there trying to target that group and how high is the quality of your ad versus the other ads trying to be run to these people. And that's how Facebook judges how much it should charge you. The problem with the Google model is that big giant companies who have much larger ad spends to work with don't really allow you to compete against them. Because let's say you're trying to sell sunglasses and you're a small business and the most you could spend is $15 per click. Per click. You know, some of these businesses can spend $300 per click. So once they're willing to take, once Google is you know, willing to take $300, you're not even gonna get an impression at $15 a click because it's not worth it to Google to try to let you compete. But on Facebook, content out, you know, is more important to Facebook than the, this, you know, this one click or this one ad. And because of that, the cost of impression and click is way more competitive than other platforms because of the way that Facebook does it and any other company that tries to do this like pinterest tries the same sort of algorithmic um you know costs because they don't have the reach that facebook has it's not it's not as powerful as what the facebook algorithm can do so in short the reason why you know why facebook to me is still the best place to go is because one the number of people two the costs and three the the powerful algorithm that allows Facebook to, to lose out on profit today for quality content for the users every day. Yes, I completely agree with that. It makes so much sense. And, and thank you for sharing. So for people who are now fired up, they're like, okay, not a question anymore. I know where to put my dollars. What do they do next, right? Like, how do you right. get your first ad campaign running? Right. How do right. you how do you piece that together and make sure that it's going to perform well? Right, absolutely. So, step number one in running an ad is understanding why am I spending money at all on on, on advertising? Why am I going to put this hundred dollars or thousand dollars or million dollars um, into my business? What am I hoping to achieve? So, a lot of times people will come to me and they say, you know, I want this video to go viral. So I say to them. What, what does that even mean? What, what do, you, what, do you want a million views, a 10 million views, a billion views? Like, what do you want? What does that even mean? And two, if that was the only thing you got out of this ad spend, would you be happy? So they say, well, what do you mean by that? So I say, well, if I got you a million views on your video, but not a single person clicked to your website, nobody bought your product, would you be happy? And they said, well, I mean, no, I want them to buy my product. So I said, okay, what if I get two views on your video, but a million sales? And they say, well, I mean, I'd love a million sales. So I said, so the video means nothing to you then. <laughs> like if, if, if you cared so much about the video, then you would still want the views. But what you're saying is you'd rather the, the sales. So the first question you really have to ask is, what do I actually want to achieve with my dollars? And then 
once you know the answer to that question, and it could be Facebook page likes, it could be video views, it could be link clicks, you know, it could be join my Facebook group, all this stuff that you could do, but you just have to name it. You have to label it because that's how you're going to compare your results. Because if you didn't first decide what it is you wanted, then after you spend, it's very hard to decide, did this actually do well and should I continue doing it? So first step is decide what it is I want to achieve. The next step is telling Facebook that that's the goal. So how do you do that? When you first start, create your first ad, you, you create a campaign. So just really basic understanding. There's three levels to every Facebook ad. The top of it is the campaign, which is what you want to achieve with the, we'll get into in, in, in a second. Uh, the level two is the ad set, which is where you choose who is going to see the ad and where it's going to appear. And the third level is what the actual ad looks like. You, you know, you type in the text, the URL, the creative, all that stuff happens on the ad level. So on the campaign level, you actually choose the objective. And there's about a dozen options, um, everything from reach, engagement, video views, link clicks, app installs, purchases, uh, leads, and you could actually select the thing you want. Now, for most people, they don't think that that actually matters what I choose, but to Facebook, it's all that matters. And you're going to ask, like, what does it mean it's all that matters? It's all that matters. Because when you choose your audience, when you go to select who you want to reach, and whether that's a lookalike audience or an email list or a website visitor, whoever that is, Facebook's going to look at that audience and then choose people within that group of people based on the objective that you choose. So if you select your lookalike audience to your website visitors, right? You just, you want to target the, the, this lookalike audience. There's 2 million-ish, 2 to 2.5 million people in that lookalike audience. And I want to start spending money. Facebook's going to look at the objective. So let's say you chose video views uh, for the objective. Facebook is going to look at that group of people and say, who here is going to watch videos for the lowest price? And they're going to now look at that list of 2 million people and hand select the people that are most likely going to watch videos. So I don't know if you have those friends, but that like they watch every single video that shows up in their newsfeed. They spend all day just watching videos. Facebook's going to show the video to them because they're the people that love to watch videos. And if you run engagement ads, it's going to show those ads to people that just love clicking and commenting on every single post. You know who they are. I have a lot of friends like that. They comment on every single thing. They're going to be the ones that are going to see those engagement ads. So when you choose the objective on the first stage of your ad, that is the type of person you're going to reach no matter who you're trying to target, whether it's your email list, your lookalike, or an interest targeting. The type of person you're going to reach is based on the objective you tell Facebook on the first stage of setting up your ad. So that is the, the, the most important thing to do is, one, name the thing you want to achieve. Tell, tell me, like, write down, this is my business goal. Step two, tell Facebook who you actually want to reach. Like, sorry, tell, people, tell Facebook why you want to reach people by choosing the right objective for your ad. So that's the first two stages. Step three is figuring out who to target. Now, when you're first, first starting out with Facebook ads, I tell businesses to only run their ads to the warmest audiences that they have. And the reason for this is because if you, there's a lot of tests that have to happen when you first start running ads, whether it's on what sort of offer you should offer, whether it is what you know, the, the landing page should look like of the people you're targeting, whether it's what video or image you're using in the ad, 
whether it's where the ads should show up, should it be on Instagram or Facebook or Messenger, or WhatsApp, who knows, whatever. Um, you, have to you have to find all those things out and you don't know the answer to those questions. So that's why you want to start out with the lowest hanging fruit opportunities that you can so that you can get these answers from Facebook. You run an ad to the warmest audiences. And when I mean warmest, I mean the, your email list, your website visitors, your Facebook and Instagram page engagement. And we'll throw in at the end, the potential of targeting your Facebook friends, which we'll get to in a second. Um, those are your warmest audiences, people that already know who you are and are likely the ones closest to actually buying the thing you have to offer. So those are the people we wanna to talk to first because we could do a bunch of tests and figure out which ad works for them and then apply that knowledge to cold audiences after we already figured out, oh, this image doesn't work at all. This landing page, I gotta tweak it. This offer, I have to you know, increase it to 10% instead of 5% offer, whatever it looks like. Do the tests on these warm audiences and only then apply the ads to cold audiences. So I mentioned um, the page, the Facebook, uh, Facebook friends. Um, we'll get to that yes. at the end. Uh, we'll get to that in the end, but I just wanna finish this. So basically step one was identify your business goal. Step two, tell Facebook that goal in the campaign. Step three, take your warm audiences and run and add to them. And step four is just test at the very beginning two, let's say four to five different creatives that have already worked organically. Like you've been posting about it on your Facebook page. You've been doing that on your personal profile to try to get people to buy. Just go through your Facebook account and find posts that actually achieve the thing you wanted whether that was a video view or a Facebook page like, or someone messaging your page or buying, find the posts that actually did that for you and use those already existing posts as ads. That's what I would do. And honestly, you don't have to spend a million dollars. You don't have to spend a thousand dollars. You could start by spending $5 a day targeting these people. And it's just your warm audiences. And you probably don't even have that large of an audience to start with when you're first starting off two, three, five, ten dollars a day targeting these people with already proven creative. That is how I would start my first campaign. So now I do want to mention the Facebook page, uh, Facebook friends. So there's an option now for most ad accounts, they're actually removing it to target people that like a Facebook page and the friends of those people that like the page. So depending on how old your ad account is, you either don't have that anymore or you still have it. Um, so you can target the friends of a Facebook page, right? So like, let's say you have a Facebook page and has a million likes on it. So for every one like, that person probably has I don't know, 200 friends, you're reaching 200 million people in that group of friends. But let's say you have a Facebook page and you're the only like on the page. So now when you run this ad to friends of Facebook page likes and you're the only like, it's only targeting your friends. So you can run, you can, what I tell clients to do when, when it's relevant is I tell them to create a fake, a second fake Facebook page. They don't do anything with it. They just label it some mumbo joe, it doesn't matter. And then run your ad as you normally would, but targeting the friends of the Facebook page of this new page that only you know about and only you like. And what that will do is actually target your Facebook friends because you're the only like on the page. So that, that's a fun little hack over there. But basically, this is the general approach I would take when first starting off with Facebook ads is 
a very small budget targeting warm audiences, optimize for the thing you actually want to achieve with your ad dollars and let's and find out what that actually does for your business. That's brilliant. And I love that hack. That's such a good idea. Um, I, I think what a lot of people are, are going to wonder here, they might be like, oh, but Asra, like, I just don't think I have a big enough audience, you know? So if you're thinking about, if you're looking at website views, if you're looking at, you know, Facebook page likes, if you're looking at size of an email list, what if somebody is like, okay, and between my mom and my husband and my best friend that, you know, works right. out to be thir 13 people, like how right. big does this audience realistically need to be? So. The answer is it could be 13 people and you spend a dollar a day and it would work. It would work. The thing is that if you're looking to scale and spend seriously on Facebook, you need a warm audience for Facebook to base data off of. So I mentioned before lookalike audiences and a lookalike audience can be anywhere. Now, obviously, if we're talking about the United States, so I guess I have to explain this little detail, which is when you create a lookalike audience, you choose an option between one and 10%. Which, which a lot of people like don't really understand what it means. What it means is the percentage of the population of the country you're targeting. So in the United States, there's 2.4 million, sorry, 240 million active users on Facebook. A 1% lookalike to that is 2.4 million people. While in the UK, the number is considerably smaller. I think there's 30 million people. So a 1% audience is 300,000 people, right? So it's 1% of the population of the country. So when you try to create a lookalike to any of your warm audiences, whether it's the email list or your purchasers or your website visitors, or all that stuff, which you could do, Facebook needs a certain number of people to create a quality list of lookalikes. If you only have 10 people, they won't even let you make the audience. The, the minimum is 100. But obviously, the more people you have, the better quality the lookalike audience is. And I find that number to be about 5,000. So if you're making a lookalike to your website visitors and there's 5,000 visitors or lookalike to your Facebook page engagement and there's 5,000, that's a good high quality audience to, to make. The problem is when you don't have that number. Now you mentioned 13, you know, it's not, it's, it's actually not that hard to get 5,000 website visitors. In my opinion, it's not that difficult to do, but email subscribers is very hard. 5,000 purchasers, very hard. But you know, things, there are things that are much more difficult I don't think website visitors is that, that hard to accomplish 5,000. But if you're before that stage of scaling out your ad spend, I personally think online advertising is probably not the place you need to be right now. You, you should not be spending significant budget on any ad online, online um, platform, whether it's Facebook, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, unless it's search-based. You should not be spending money. Where do I think people should be spending money? They should be spending money there to other people's warm audiences. So if you have a brand and you're looking to reach, you know, mommy bloggers, so go find a bunch of mommy bloggers. Like go find out who they are, read their blogs, find their Facebook page, join their email list, and then reach out to them and say, I have a brand that, that is trying to reach people like your audience and I'm willing to pay to be in front of your audience, whether it's an, an, you know, an Instagram story or uh, a, an email shout out or whatever it looks like and pay them the money you would be spending on some online platform, whether it's Facebook or Google, take the $2,000 and the audience you will build from that group of people is way better than trying to build your audience through online ads. That's why I personally believe that when you're first starting off, your first dollars to a non-warm audience 
should be someone else's warm audience. Right, because that makes sense. You know, the, the right. social proof is built in, the trust is there. That, right, that makes and, and, and also sense. when you have your Facebook pixel set up and you're collecting emails and you're getting purchasers, even if the people don't buy from you, to be able to leverage that data to, to come to Facebook and say, I, I now have my 5,000 website visitors of high quality people. Now I can start running ads on Facebook. Like whether or not they actually buy or sign up or do anything, you've created a large enough audience to make it you know, worthwhile for you to start running ads. And it doesn't cost that much money. Like we're not talking about $10,000 for an email blast or, or that much money for an Instagram story. Like we're talking about a couple hundred dollars to reach a lot of people. Right, right. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I mean, right. companies reach out to me all the time for Instagram right. to have mm -hmm. us, you know, feature stuff. Right. Um, so, so for people who are like, okay, I'm hearing this and I actually can run ads. I think this is a good time right. for me. Um, where should they be directing traffic? And I, and I ask this because a lot of people say, well, Lena, you know, I used to run to, you know, traffic to squeeze pages um, right. to generate people into my lead magnets. And I feel like my cost per conversion has drastically gone up, you know, over the past year. And is that because consumers are sort of more jaded or more accustomed or like, you know, should people ask, should I be running traffic, you know, instead to a blog post to warm them up a little bit more and then redirect them to a lead magnet? Like where is the best place mm -hmm. to actually yeah. redirect this traffic? So the answer lies in your organic data, which means that you want to send people through an already occurring event on your website. So if you are, like you mentioned, if you're already posting, you know, you have your Instagram bio going to some, some landing page and you find organically that people get from, from the Instagram feed to your bio, to this landing page, and they naturally sign up, and they open the email, and they, and they do all these things, and it leads to purchases, that's exactly how you should build your paid funnel. Your paid funnel should mirror the already existing organic events. So actually, this is, I spoke, it's a little funny to think about, but like right before Corona happened, I spoke in March in social media marketing world, and the speech was this exact topic, which was, how to build an ads funnel based on your organic funnel. And the example I gave in the speech was you have this, you know, you have this e-commerce store, uh, you have an Instagram page with, you know, I don't know, 50,000 followers on it, which is really great. And you see that what happens is people learn about your brand by getting tagged on posts in your, on your page, like friends of theirs tag them. That's how they first find about you. Then they follow your page and then they see a bunch of products and then they, they themselves follow you. And then they'll eventually come to your site and they'll browse. And at some point, they'll bump into a product they really want. And that will be the reason why they buy. So that's the organic funnel. And it seems like pretty generic. I don't think that's like, a, I think this is pretty general, like happens a lot. So the question is, how do I get people to do the same thing? So we just break down each stage of, of the funnel. So step one was their friends tag them, right? So now this is an interesting th thing to think about. How do, I get, how do I run an ad to get friends of someone else to tag them? And the answer is I run the ads not to cold audiences, but to the warm audience of people that are engaging with my Instagram account to tag their friends. That's the ad I should be running because that's, that's what happens organically. So I'd actually run an ad targeting Instagram engagement to a post that tells people to tag 
to tag their friends. Now, obviously, to say it straight out, Facebook is not does not like that. They you know will limit reach on posts that just say tag your friends in the bottom. So, but you have to like come up with something creative and make posts that are going to get people to tag their friends. That's stage one. Now, stage two we talked about already was the person hears about your brand, they're interested, and they see a bunch of posts, and then they follow you. So how do I get them to see a bunch of posts? So what I do is I can actually target people that do very small touch points on Instagram. So besides the broad targeting of, of Instagram page engagement, you can actually break down the sort of engagement the person does. So a message to me would be a high a high level engagement versus visiting your Facebook page, I'm sorry, Instagram page, which would be a low level engagement. So the, the, the options are, um, we said message, visit the page, um, comment, like, or share a post on your Instagram, save a post on your Instagram page. And then the, the last option is video views. So if the person watches three seconds, 10 seconds, or some percentage of the video, which is 25, 50, 75, or 95% of the video. So you could actually take from this list the lowest quality people, the 10-second video views, the, the visitor of the Instagram page, and let's say engagement, right? Like the post engagement. Um, take that list of people and run ads to those people, excluding the people who do the higher touch point things, the people who message the page, the people who save posts of yours, because those are much higher level you know, engagers. So this level two ad would be targeting those people that came from those tag posts. Because what would be the natural thing to do? If you're tagging an Instagram post from some random page you never heard of, the first thing you're going to do, click their bio and look at their page. So I could actually run an ad to all those people that do that. I could run an ad to that person that clicked on the bio link. They know the, 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 my Instagram page name and went to my bio. So that's, the, that's an audience I could target, and that should be level two of targeting. So again, the first stage was targeting the warm engagers to get them to tag their friends. Stage two was targeting the cold engagers who are those friends to be re-engaged and see a bunch of posts of yours. Then you want to get them to buy. Now at this stage, I'm going to run ads to all of the warm audiences that I have. The Instagram engagement, the website visitor, the, the email subscriber, because all of these people in those first those first two levels of the ad had an opportunity to do a lot more than just view an image or you know view a, a video for 10 seconds. So I want to target all those warm audiences to actually purchase the product because again, that's the natural flow of how the people will come into the funnel. So this is the answer for every business all the time. Instead of trying to design an, an ad funnel from scratch, Think about how people are already buying from your business and recreate each stage of the funnel exactly how it's already happening anyways. Yes, I love it. Thank you so much. And my second to last question that I'll ask you, I think people will be really fired up at this point. They want yeah. to get started, but we all know there, there's all kinds of excuses that, you know, and <laughs> fears that we come up right. with in our minds where we don't do things. What do you feel like is maybe one of the biggest like mindset blocks or fears that people have right. around Facebook ads? And, and what's like your no BS response to that? Like get over it and here's how you push through that. Right. Well, the first thing that everyone comes to me for is how much money do I need to spend to get good results on Facebook? And to them, they need to come with a budget with, you know, tens of thousands of dollars and they don't have that sort of money. And you don't, you don't really expect people when they're first starting out to have that sort of money. 
Um, so the, that fear of how much money do I really need to spend on Facebook for it to be worth it for me? And the answer is $5 a day. Now you can't hire an advertiser. Like you can't hire someone to manage your ads for $5 a day, but you don't need to be spending that much money for it to be worthwhile. We've already talked about how to do this. Like take your email subscribers. You have a hundred people on your email list. You have, you have 50 likes on your Facebook page. You know, you have, I don't know, a hundred people that visited your website. That's 200 people, 250 people that you could be spending money to reach that know who you are already know your brand, already are interested to learn more, and they had just never had been asked if they want to buy your product. So literally today, create, create a post. You know, it could, be, it could be just be a post from your page. Go on Facebook, on Facebook or Instagram, make a post. Just say, hey, I have this thing to offer. This is the product. Go to the landing page and, and learn more. And take $5.00 and target your very basic website, you know, very basic um, warm targeting, which I already mentioned a bunch of times, your email subscribers, your website visitors, your page engagement. Take those people and spend $5. And that will be the best money you'll ever spend on Facebook. Brilliant. Thank you so, so, so much. So, Azrael, I'm sure people are going to want to follow up with you, continue yeah, the conversation, keep learning from you. What's the next step here? Absolutely. So. I am very active on Facebook, personal account. So if you message me on Facebook, you can even add me as a friend. I have a couple, you know, this 5,000 friend limit is killing me these days. Mm -hmm. um, but I do have space uh, if people friend me just right. They came from the podcast. Um, and the, the best where, place to learn is I actually just, like we're talking about within the last two weeks, released a brand new Facebook ads course. It's actually, in my opinion, not for the person that's just, just starting out. It does require you to have knowledge already of the basics of what's a lookalike audience. How do I set up my pixel? All these things we didn't cover in this, in this show. But th those basic things, if you want, I have a free course for that. We can talk about that. You message me, I have a free course for the basics ready, ready to go um, that I could send you. But if you're looking to really step up your game and get more out of Facebook ads, then go to learn.ratspackmedia.com and we'll send you directly to the, uh, to the course page and use the code FB25 for 25% off the course. Incredible. And I'll be sure to include all of that uh, down below in the show notes. Absolutely. So definitely you guys go ahead and check that out. Azrael, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so I'm much sure for people, having me. Yeah, I'm sure people are like frantically taking notes, super excited, adding you on Facebook as we speak. Um, so this was great. Thank you yeah, so absolutely. much again. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Absolutely amazing. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to Unfiltered, and I will see you next time.